This is the Rundown. Rundown. Hosted by Luke Lipinski. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Live from the Auction Community Studio for the next half hour. Luke Lipinski here with you. Jesse Morrison behind the glass dancing. Sarah Cazell walked by to dance for five seconds, which I, I appreciate. because she's, she's a busy woman. This is... To me, this is the uh, this is the real start of the playoffs. How long have we been waiting for this? Like eleven years, where it's meaningful playoffs here in the valley. I was in fifth grade. <laughs> it's, it's been a while, unless you're in like seventh grade. No, I mean, I don't. no, it's it's been a long time, and I get that there were playing games yesterday, and I get that there's one going on right now. It's a very weird one, actually, between the Grizzlies and the Spurs. But um, to me, this all starts for real in about an hour when the Warriors and Lakers square off because a that's the best play in game anyway. And B, I mean, this is it. We're going to find out who the Suns play. We don't have to sit here and speculate, well, you know, how would they match up with the Lakers or how would you, does, does Golden State have any chance? I think Golden State absolutely has a chance in this game. I find it hilarious that people are just like, oh, yeah, okay, so the Suns are playing the Lakers. Yeah, if there wasn't a play in tournament, they'd be playing the Lakers. Is LA going to win tonight? Yeah, I mean, if you made me pick, I would pick the Lakers. But I, I, like I said, I think it's like 55-45 or maybe 60-40. The Lakers are significantly better than the Warriors. But it is a one-game scenario, and it's not... This is not Game 7 of a seven-game series. And LeBron and Anthony Davis know they got to turn it on to win the title. This is a one-and-done, but if you lose, you're going to probably blow out Memphis or possibly San Antonio in two days. So it's not like a do-or-die here. And I do think the Warriors are looking at this as like, okay, let's let's try and move up as as far as we can. I just I think that this game means a little bit more to Golden State. I still I'm picking the Lakers to win as everybody else is, but I'm not picking it in such a way where it's like, yep, that's a foregone conclusion. I absolutely think Steph Curry could win one game single handedly, especially in this format. And if that happens, I mean the Suns then would go through the Warriors. And they would go through the Warriors. So then you would have the Warriors, and then the second round you'd have Denver or Portland. That's the easiest path you're going to get through the Western Conference. And the Suns should have an easy, relatively easy path after winning 51 out of 72 games. That's the easiest possible path you could ask for. It's still not easy. But Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray. Portland, you know, look, Portland's a fun team to watch. I do think Damian Lillard is one of the six or seven best players in the NBA. But I think the Suns beat Portland in the best of seven. I I definitely think they beat Golden State in the best of seven. And with no Jamal Murray, I think they beat Denver as well. That's a much better path than having to go through the Lakers and then the Clippers and then the Jazz of full strength or whatever. Not to say they can't do it. But again, it's all about your path through the playoffs. And we don't have to speculate anymore. I mean, I guess we do for the next half hour. But after that, we're going to find out tonight. I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, the Suns are better off if the Warriors win, but they, you know, look, it's not like it's over if the Lakers win. There's certainly a, a way the Suns could win that series. It's a lot harder. You know, it's it's funny. You talk to a, a, a different groups of Suns fans, and some of them are like, no, bring on the Lakers right now. I want the Lakers in the first round. And I know that there's that school of thought of like, yeah, LeBron's a little banged up. I'd rather get him early before that team really gels. No, I'd rather have the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals because, A, that team keeps getting banged up anyway, so who's to say that they wouldn't get banged up by the Clippers in the second round 
and then you're getting a slightly depleted team. But more importantly than any of that, I'm looking at this from the Suns' perspective of this organization hasn't been in the playoffs in over a decade, and this this specific group of players has obviously never been in the playoffs together. Most of them have never been in the playoffs at all. So you look at Devin Booker, and you look at DeAndre Ayton, and you look at Mikhail Bridges, and you look at all these guys that are going to play huge roles for this team over the next two weeks to two months, depending on how things play out. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they didn't have to start everything out game one of their playoff careers against the defending champs at full strength. Again, it's not to say they couldn't win that series, but there is something to be said specifically for the Suns to play the Lakers later on in these playoffs. I also think it'd be funny, too, if the Lakers lost tonight and slipped into the uh, the half of the bracket where the Clippers are just because the Clippers so shamelessly tanked to try to avoid them in the second round after claiming they were going to take over L.A. like two years ago. Bring on the Lakers, no matter what round, Suns and Seven. But you don't have a preference, like, which round? I'm more of a bring on the Lakers now kind right. of guy. Well, you might get your wish in the next couple hours. Right. Hey, I, I, I hope it happens, honestly, because, again, I have all complete confidence in this Phoenix Suns team, like I said. I think it was on our Monday show. My Well, yeah, you picked them to win the whole thing, so <laughs> you obviously shouldn't be phased by a, a matchup with the Lakers. Um, the other concern I have with going up against the Lakers in the first round stems off of what I was just saying. Yes, this is Devin Booker's first playoff series since Mikhail Bridges. Well, it's also DeAndre Ayton's. And I know if you say DeAndre Ayton's name, then Suns fans are immediately split up. And it's like, okay, well, DeAndre Ayton, I mean, of course he could shut down Anthony Davis. He's better than Anthony Davis, but he isn't. But he's not as bad as people think he is either. I just, you're asking a lot of DeAndre Ayton specifically if you play the Lakers. Like, he immediately becomes your most important player if you're playing the Lakers in round one, doesn't he? And Chris Paul's bringing the experience. Devin Booker, you would assume, is going to bring the scoring. But Ayton has to... If you're playing the Lakers in round one, his first playoff games in his NBA career are going to have to be his six or seven best games of his career. Again, not to say he can't do it, but like he can't foul out. He's coming back from missing a couple games because he's a little banged up. Now he's got a week off. We'll see. We don't have to speculate anymore after after a couple hours from now. But um, there's definitely some, there's merit to playing the Lakers in round one for us, certainly in this industry, because you're talking about theater, Suns get back to the playoffs for the first time in years and years, and they're playing the team that took them out last, and it's the hated Lakers, and they're the defending champs, and it's Chris Paul against LeBron. I mean, that's, yeah, look, there's a lot of value in that. I will say this. I hope the Suns play the Lakers at some point in these playoffs. I would just prefer it was further down the line. But again, I have more confidence in the Lakers winning the Western Conference than I do of them winning this game specifically tonight against Golden State, if that makes any sense, because it's just one game. The best teams usually win over time, not just one game. So we'll see. We will absolutely see, and that's uh, that's my favorite part, is we're going to finally find out. It feels like I've been waiting 11 years for a Lakers-Warriors game, and that doesn't even make any sense. All right, time for the Rapid Reaction. The Rundown Rapid Reaction. Rapid Reaction. Reacting to today's top three trending sports stories. Well, we'll start with some good news for the Diamondbacks, which I didn't even know was possible, but here we are. 
Uh, our own John Gambadoro breaking this earlier that Cattell Marte will be back tonight, likely coming off the bench, but uh, whatever, he's back. First game since April 7th, and he's probably going to look around and be like, who are these guys? Because he hasn't played for the Diamondbacks in six weeks, and the entire roster has changed like 18 times in that that stretch because everybody's hurt. Tori Lovello uh, today said, look, I mean, it's just great to have our best hitter back. Such a good moment to see him uh, walk into the clubhouse doors, um, pass by my office, and just give him a big hug and told him welcome. You know, great job in, in following the process and the protocols and believing in, in, in what we were trying to get to, and he's here. Um, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to start to layer him in. Um, we gotta, we got to monitor the, his initial um days uh, uh, in the lineup and uh, we'll get him we'll get him back in there full time but really good to see him and I know he's very very eager to get in there as soon as possible yeah look they they need him back obviously they need a lot of guys back but he's the most important other than I guess Zach Gallen but um and we'll get more into that in the uh, the next segment as we get you ready for D-backs Dodgers tonight uh, there is a play-in game going on right now in the Western Conference and the loser is out Memphis up on San Antonio 62-59, but Memphis was, I mean, there was stretches in this game in the first quarter where they were up by 20, and then the Spurs started off the second quarter on a 20-3 run, and so now it's a three-point game midway through the third quarter. The winner of that will play the loser of Lakers-Warriors tonight. So again, just in case you're like still trying to figure out this weird formula the NBA put together, Lakers-Warriors tonight, winner plays the Suns. Loser plays the winner of Spurs-Grizzlies for the right to play Utah. That's it. So right now the Grizzlies up by three, six and a half to go in the third quarter there. And uh, back to the Suns, you want to talk about the respect level nationally. I'm going to play two clips here for you. First of all, Charles Barkley, who is absolutely, I mean, if you if you watch him at all, if you listen to him at all, he, he clearly wants the Suns to succeed. But uh, he said, look, you know, you don't have playoff experience collectively. That, that poses some challenges. I'm just telling you, if I'm looking at the matchup, if I'm Frank Vogel, and I'm LeBron and AD, do we want the Utah Jazz or do we want the Phoenix Suns? Because the Phoenix Suns, they've never been deep in the playoffs. They got my man Chris Paul. But Booker and Aiden, they have never been in the playoffs. So just because we have a better record by two, two games makes us a better team? It, I think they're similar, Utah and Phoenix. Well, I think, no, Utah, listen, I think Utah is arguably the deepest team in the NBA. And uh, I think the Lakers, is, I'm not saying, listen, you're going to beat everybody. But if I'm looking at the matchups and I'm, and I'm, the, I'm the Lakers, I'm like, okay, if we win one game at home, we get to play the Phoenix Suns. We get that home favorite matchup. It's just a better matchup. Yeah, obviously the other voice there is Shaq. That's one of the most distinct voices in uh, sports history. So I don't think I have to point that out. But I don't think that's disrespect from from Barkley at all. I think that there's – I don't totally agree with what he's saying, but there is some truth to it. Like, I agree with the, the sense of the Suns' lack of experience is their biggest question mark going in, right? I mean, you're, you're looking at a Western Conference where even Golden State, even if you play them, Steph Curry's won a few rings. You're much better than Golden State, this version of Golden State. But still, experience comes into play, especially in the first round. Again, that's another reason why I'd like to play the Lakers in the third round, because the Suns will have some experience by then. It'll be limited. It won't be like, oh, yeah, you know, LeBron's been to 18 titles or whatever. But um, but you'll at least have some experience. Now, this one's a little little less respectful. This is Raja Bell uh, on the NBA show Real Ones with Raja and Logan. 
And uh, they were talking about real or fake going through the contenders. And this is from yesterday, but this is what Raja said. Raja Bell, again, former son, when asked about the Phoenix Suns and their ability to contend for a title this year. Fake. They're fake. And I hate to say that. I hate to... Because I really, I really, really want them to be able to win a championship this year. But I tend to agree with you that they're a year away. And I know I used the same argument in another segment to support why the Utah Jazz were going to be able to overcome a lack of star power and saying that they're like top five in the league in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They're very well-rounded. Phoenix is also top 10 in those categories. They're just not as high as the Jazz. But the argument I would make is that the Jazz have gone through this before as a unit, to your point. They went through this last year and had heartbreak. Um, all of those players got the experience of being in the playoffs um, and and seeing what worked and what didn't work and having this heartbreak that you talked about and this this internal hunger and drive over the summer to come back and and make adjustments. And I think I think the Suns are a year away from that. I don't believe them to be real. I think that some of those guys need to uh, need to have a little bit more seasoning. This is what I'll say, and I know this is this is big to the. Suns fans, I know it's big to, to really, you know, sports fans of any team in any city, but I think it's it's more prevalent out here because I do feel like, in general, Arizona sports teams get kind of overlooked nationally. If you feel like the Suns are being disrespected or if the Suns feel like they're being disrespected or, you know, you're not Devin Booker doesn't get all-star calls or he doesn't get voted to the all-star game enough or any of that stuff, you can start to earn that respect on a national scale, even if you should have already earned it. You can put all that aside. Starting Sunday, you're either going up against Steph Curry or you're going up against LeBron in the playoffs. If you win that series, regardless of who it is, you will get respect nationally. There's no way to overlook a team that takes out an opponent that is led by Steph Curry or LeBron James. So here's your chance on Sunday, regardless of who wins tonight. All right, we come back. D-backs, Dodgers coming up here in just a little bit. And uh, the Dodgers are throwing a pitcher out there that the Diamondbacks haven't beaten since, like, the last time the Suns were in the playoffs. That's next. It's the Rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM Arizona's Sports Station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck, brought to you by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Twisted Texan Cheeseburger and Footlong Coney. For a limited time, only at Sonic. And by Trajan Wealth. Get your retirement on deck with Trajan Wealth, your local trusted financial fiduciary. TrajanWealth.com. Yeah, well, nice to have Cattell Marte back. Not uh, in the lineup tonight, but he is available to come off the bench. And look, he's only played six games this year, but he was hitting 462 in those uh, in those six games. And based on what he's done in his uh, his previous time with the D-backs, clearly the best hitter on this team. And uh, they need him to be one of the best hitters in the National League if they want to be able to right this ship. But right now, they're not. There's no looking big picture. They got to win a game. They are three and twelve in their last fifteen. And um, it's not going to be easier tonight because you are facing Clayton Kershaw. Let's get you the pitching matchup. It's brought to you by Berg Simpson. When the game is on the line, you've been injured. Nobody matches up to the Berg Simpson Law Firm. So visit BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. Uh, For Kershaw, first of all, this is a guy that the Diamondbacks haven't beaten in L.A. since 2012. So... It's been nine years since the last time they beat him in L.A. And look, it's the Dodgers. You play him every year. You probably see Kershaw on average three or four times a year. 
Now, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last decade. I get it. But they got to find a way to solve him tonight or something or just, you know, get get through him and then solve the bullpen. They got to find a way to score some runs. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, on the D back side of things, it's going to be Matt Peacock. So, this, at least on paper, is the uh, David and Goliath pitching matchup of the night around Major League Baseball. On one side, you have a surefire future Hall of Famer in Clayton Kershaw. On the other side, and of course, it's the Diamondback side because everybody's hurt, you have a guy making his second career start. Uh, Peacock is one and one this season in nine appearances, just the one start, though. So he's uh, he's going to have his hands full tonight. But, I mean, unfortunately, the Diamondbacks have, have experience with a situation like this where you just got to kind of go out there and tell your young pitcher to just give you some innings and you'll try and piece one together, and then you got to find some offense. Corbin Martin went out there last night and was pretty solid. You know, gave up the three runs over five innings, but all the all the runs that came in this in the game last night that made that the blowout that it ultimately was, those didn't come off uh, off Corbin Martin. So that's you know if you're looking for any sort of he took the loss and everything, but if you're looking for some encouragement from last night, one of your young pitching prospects went out there and looked decent against one of the best lineups in baseball. But still, you're looking at a pitching matchup tonight of Clayton Kershaw against Matt Peacock. That's that's tough. On paper, Kershaw, by the way, throwing the slider more than uh, any other pitch this year for the first time in his career, forty-seven percent of the time. But he continues to be effective, six and three with a three point two zero ERA this year. So nothing new for uh, for him or the Dodgers. It's going to be a tough one for the D-backs in that respect tonight. Let's get you the uh, MLB standings brought to you by PNC Bank, financial tools and tech to help make things easier. And we'll just look at the uh, NL West since it's still relatively early in the season. The Giants and Padres tied for first in the division. Giants 26-16 and 16 technically have them on percentage points. Padres 27-17. and 17. Dodgers two games back at 24-18. and 18. D-backs six and a half back of the Dodgers at 18-25. and 25. But it has just, it's gotten away from them this month. They were hanging around there for a while, and then things just, I mean, the injuries mounted. Like, I, I don't... I don't know how you're going to evaluate the job Tori Lovello has done based on on record. It's going to be if he can keep this team engaged and believing that they can uh, can still win games the rest of the way unless they go on a run here and get back into this. But right now, it's just they're in survival mode. Uh, back to Peacock being the starter. Well, this was Tori Lovello's reasoning for that. We felt like it was either going to be today or tomorrow. We had some options with a little, little bit of wiggle room there. And oh, he's he threw the ball exceptionally well in his last start, and we felt like that that – Earned him another another chance to uh, to go out and show us what he could do. Look, we're evaluating guys, and, and the guys are competing um, each and every day uh, to to show us what they can do. But you know, I want the guys to go out there to earn it, um, to relax inside of the environment that they're prepared for, and just execute a game plan. And Matt's done a very good job of that. Yep. So he will get the start tonight against the Dodgers. Let's get to the keys to the game. I am the key master. D-backs keys to the game. Brought to you by Sands Chevrolet. Sands makes it easy. Shop how and where you want. Online in the new Sands showroom. Find new roads at SandChevrolet.com. Well, I know I sound like a broken record, but it's baby steps right now for the Diamondbacks. You just got to score some runs. They scored one last night. They scored one on Monday. They got shot out on Sunday. So that's two runs in your last three games. They beat the Nationals 11-4 to on Saturday. But if you take that game out for a second, they're 1-6 in their last seven games. If you just take the six losses, 
They've scored seven runs total in those six losses. And some of those have been winnable games. Like last night, it got away from the bullpen, and you're playing the Dodgers, okay, and, and Julio Urias, I get it. I mean, he's Walker Bueller's tough to hit off of, too. But like the game on Monday, if the Diamondbacks just score a couple runs, they could win that game. They lose 3-1. Washington on Sunday, you lose 3-0. Like, generally speaking, Major League Baseball, you only give up three runs in a game. You should win more often than not. But they just cannot score. They're hitting 214 over this 15 game stretch where their record is three and 12. But but hitting 214 as a team, that's just that's obviously not going to get it done. And again, you can only be so frustrated at this team because it's not their fault that everybody's hurt. But it's the reality of the situation. You're 43 games in tonight's game 44. You know you're basically a quarter of the way through the season. Still got 120 games left. You got to find your bats here. Even if these are guys that weren't expected to play this year, you got to find your bats. And uh, they're going to have to do it against Clayton Kershaw tonight. Not, not maybe not the best time to be facing the Dodgers when your offense is struggling and you can't keep anybody on the field. All right, that game's coming up. Thanks to Jesse Morrison behind the glass. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Luke Lipinski. Right now, Memphis up on the Spurs, 72-65. We've got the D-backs and Dodgers up next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.